Well, hello and welcome to the SW The Pulse podcast. This is the financial planning show where we talk about everything from JICES to pensions to trusts. I'm Anne McLean, Chartered Financial Planner in the London team, and joining me today is Douglas Cameron, a Chartered Financial Planner in our Glasgow office. Good morning, Dougie. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Now I've given you your formal full name like I'm telling you off, but um, <laughs> good morning, Dougie. Good morning. Um, in this episode, we'll be discussing tapered annual allowance, um, although we should perhaps be discussing lifetime allowance again, if the weekend press is anything to go by. Um, anyway, shall we start with annual allowance, Dougie, before we move to the tapering aspects? Yeah, yeah. I think I suppose it's maybe worth just giving a little bit of background here uh, and, and where this comes from. So basically, the annual allowance is uh, a limit on the amount that can be saved into formal pension arrangements each year tax efficiently. Mm-hmm. Now, the standard uh, sorry, annual allowance is fairly generous, I think, and has been uh, £40,000 uh, per annum since the 6th of April 2016. However, from that time, at, since that point, higher earners, uh, and I'd put the sort of inverted commas around the higher earners, mm-hmm. have faced uh, restrictions uh, on the amount that they can pay into their pensions tax efficiently by uh, the, the use of tapering mm-hmm. uh, when that was introduced. So basically, your annual allowance, the standard standard annual allowance, which is £40,000, will reduce if your income goes above a certain level. Yeah. Now, uh, when the, the uh, tapered annual allowance was introduced, that limit started at about £150,000. Mm-hmm. And it basically meant that for every £2 of income, that you had above that level, your annual allowance would reduce by one pound. So mm. it meant that by the time your uh, income got to around about two hundred and ten thousand pounds, then your ability to make uh, tax relievable contributions would reduce down to ten thousand pounds annual allowance, and that would be the, the 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 lowest that your annual allowance would go down to. Mm. But effectively, it quite seriously impacted a number of clients where they had uh, relatively high uh, levels of income. Um, I think an an unintended consequence of this tapered annual allowance was that it caught a lot of uh, people in the NHS pension scheme. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. so so there was a lot of uh, doctors and consultants and Mm. so forth that were uh, impacted on this and really get no notice of it. Um, And as a result, there was a bit of a brain drain for a while from Mm, from the NHS. People would actually... Plenty of clients who were retiring, yeah. Clients that retired or people that came out... Taking on extra duties. Yeah, yeah, all sorts of unintended uh, consequences uh, consequences of this. And this was really why in April last year, the threshold basically increased to uh, 240-odd thousand pounds. Um, So that's the good news is the threshold increased, but the bad news was that the lowest point that your uh, tapered annual allowance could go down to reduced to £4,000 per annum. So the same principle applies in that your annual allowance will reduce by £1 for every £2 your your income goes above that level. And uh, basically, once your your adjusted income is more than £312,000 per annum, then basically your um, the maximum tax relievable contribution that you can pay to pension goes down to £4,000 per annum. Yeah, so that's a reduction, isn't it? Because I know I've got a few clients who, you know, can 
we're having 10,000. So sort of 1920 tax year, it, the maximum it reduced was 10, yeah. <clears throat> but it's now down to four. So yeah. um, no one's going to be retiring well on a £4,000 a year contribution, are they? No, absolutely. And, and the other thing I touched upon earlier is the fact it's fairly straightforward for people that are in money purchase pension schemes. So like yeah. in, a, in a personal pension or an occupational scheme where it's it's all about uh, defined contributions, then it's fairly easy to work out what, you, what has been contributed to pension and, and where you are as far as your annual allowance um, levels are concerned. But it does become a bit more complex if you're in a defined benefit or a formerly known as final salary scheme mm. um, because the, the calculation is, uh, to be perfectly honest, quite fiercely cal- mm-hmm. complicated in actual yeah, probably fact. Probably not for, uh, for the detail yeah, on this podcast, but yeah. Exactly. And I, and I think really for those that are relatively high earners or for those that are in these uh, defined benefit schemes where they've been maybe rapidly uh, promoted um, in, in recent years, I think they really need to be looking into this and if they get any communications from their pension scheme their scheme may well let them know that they are at or around about their uh, annual allowance limit or whatever. There's things that they can do but they probably need to act fairly quickly. Yeah, I think that I think that's right and I think so as you say, where you're in a defined benefit, um, just thinking about the NHS, it could be somebody who's been, uh, have a clinical excellence award um, applied, which gives them, you know, which from a salary perspective is is a, is a reasonable, you know, is a good leap. Um, but you wouldn't think necessarily that it's going to lead to lots of implications on your pension scheme, which is where people have been caught out. You know, they've had a promotion, which usually you think is great, but then um, the consequence of that is a, is there's a tax bill potentially, which, yeah, you know, yeah. you can look at the scheme that you don't necessarily, and generally speaking, you probably want to pay it from the scheme and there's methods, isn't there, in terms of yeah. what's called scheme pays. Um, but sometimes um, by the time you've become aware of it, the deadline yeah. for those things to, to, to utilise that facility is has passed. So yeah. I think, you know, where anybody's earning over, well, certainly in a... Um, a defined contribution. So you're in, in the group personal pension scheme, the GPP. Um, you need to be aware of if you're earning over, sort of, and it's not just your employed earnings, is it? That's that's the right. key point. Right. It's, it's, it's not even earnings; it's, it's income. It's income, uh, yeah. Pr- pretty much from all sources. There's there's definitions, and we can uh, elaborate upon that with the material that we can have alongside this podcast. But uh, yeah. the, the the point is, it's really it's it's income from all sources rather mm. than just earnings. Yeah. So if you've got a buy you know, buy to let property or if you've got some investments that are kicking out income, um, then they need to be in the um, in the calculation. Um, so, yeah, anybody who's sort of income from all sources is uh, sort of 200,000 is the key is the key um, key figure. So I would say, yeah, if you're if you're sort of at the top ends of the hundred thousands, then you probably want to be taking a look at where you're at in this in this space, really. Um yeah. I think there's quite a lot of employees are, are fairly, uh, or your big employees are certainly um, uh, cottoned onto it, haven't they? In that they're they are writing yeah. to members, um, yep. they're aware perhaps where people are uh, starting to run into problems. So, I know I did have one client who, you know, I think a lot of people might get a communication from <laughs> from the scheme and file it without necessarily reading it. So, um, I did have one client who who was in this position. So I think when you're PAY, you know, when you're taxed at source and you're not filling in tax returns, um, you're not necessarily aware of this. So, yeah, uh, as you said, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Ignorance is uh, well, this is, so, yeah. I, yeah, and I, and I do think that. Um, a lot of the pension scheme trustees for these um, uh, defined benefit schemes were behind the curve for quite mm. some time in actual fact. But I do think they're now realise that this is obviously a real issue for their members uh, and they are much more uh, on it than, than they used to be. But the point is, and you're quite right, is when you do receive a communication from the scheme, act upon it, make sure you pay attention to exactly what it says uh, and make sure you take the appropriate action or take the appropriate advice at the time. Yeah, I think that's right. I think, and because of the way that, so we should probably just touch on carry forward. Um, I think a lot of people perhaps had, didn't have a problem because of carry forward, but that that they've probably caught up now in terms of, in terms of using those past allowances. Do you just want to touch briefly on what carry forward is and how that works? Yeah, of course. So, I mean, even if you're in a situation where uh, you're impacted by the tapered annual allowance in the current tax year, um, so it might reduce the amount that you can pay into your con- your pension uh, based upon your income in the current tax year, it may well be that you have unused uh, annual allowance from previous tax years where you maybe weren't impacted by the tapered annual allowance, um, or maybe you were, but you still didn't make full use of your, your annual allowance. But the point is, uh, you are able to mop up those unused contributions uh, for up to the previous three tax years. So effectively, whatever contributions you pay at this point in time, they will first of all utilise your annual allowance or your tapered, tapered annual allowance within the current tax year. Then it will go to the furthest away of the, the past three tax years. And you start filling up those pots uh, kind of chronologically from there. Um, so th- there's there's some, uh, you know, it can be really quite meaningful. I actually did have a client fairly recently, this is just a, a kind of a, a live example where I had a business owner uh, who's in his mid-50s. Uh, his income from all sources in the current tax year is going to be in excess of £350,000. So he's fully impacted by the uh, by the, the tapered annual allowance. So the maximum that you can pay into his pension uh, for the current tax year is £4,000. However, he's got quite a bit of unused uh, contribution allowances, uh, contribution availability from the th- pre- previous three tax years. Um, and it, it resulted in him being able to make a contribution of over £80,000 in actual fact. Mm, yeah, which is which is significant, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah on, that, on that, I've got a client who's sort of, who's, again, it's good news for the moment in that they haven't got a tax liability that they're not aware of. Um, but he was, so t- sort of four years ago, he was self-employed and making um, making contributions into pensions, but he had the £40,000 annual allowance at that point in time. Um, and then two years ago, he went into an employed position, and again, his earnings are um, sort of 350000 And so for last tax year and this tax year, his annual allowance is down to 4000 Um but he's joined, you know, joined the employee scheme as you as you as you do. So he's getting a sort of, you know, ten percent contributions going yeah. into the pension. So um, we've had to sort of sense check that. So for this tax year, or for last, when he joined the scheme last year, and he only had four thousand, he's got carry forward from uh, eighteen nineteen, um, and then this year he's got carry forward that you can use, and we're okay for next year but in the um, yeah yeah but in he's going to run out in the 22 23 tax year Mm -hmm. so then again it's a discussion with the or the first point is it's a discussion with the employer to see so some employers are offering their high earners 
you know, instead of having a pension contribution, and I've got another client who's just joining a scheme and he's he's affected by lifetime allowance, so he doesn't want a pension contribution. Um, so they're having that in an increased pay award, but not all employers offer that. Some employers do. So having a sense of what's on offer from your employer is a good thing. Um, and it might be that even though you get a tax charge, um, you continue in with the scheme, um, even though you're affected by tapered annual allowance, but it's having that clarity and that understanding of where you are. And if there is a tax liability, you know, what, what's the net benefit after all the charges? If there is a tax liability, how are you going to deal with it? Most GPPs will let you make, let you pay from the scheme. Um, yeah. But again, you need to be in time, but they all have deadlines and you need to be in, yeah. in time yeah. for them. Um, yeah. And then another example I've had where, as I say, the client, actually has got tax liabilities, wasn't aware that they had these tax liabilities, the carry forward had run out um, and has had to find, uh, thankfully in the year where we'd missed scheme pays, had to find sort of 5,000 to pay the tax bill um, and then consequently we're using scheme pays in the defined contribution scheme. But I, I, don't, I think there's a lot, I mean, I think there's a lot of people who are salaried who as I say, are not doing, you aren't doing tax returns who yeah. potentially have tax liabilities running up, uh, running up that they're unaware of and they're unaware that they're affected. Um, yeah. I, I, I remember I had a, a client, this is a few years ago, um, not long after the, the, uh, the tapered annual allowance came in, who effectively, ended up with a horrendous uh, annual allowance tax bill uh, in, ex- in excess of £100,000 yeah. uh, and, and was too late to do anything as far as the scheme yeah. pays option is concerned. So she basically had to uh, you know, find find the money in order to do so. And, and most people that are uh, employed, no. even if they have high high earnings, will not have that kind of money lying no, about. No, so you it's, can it's just important. lay your hands yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, back to the weekend papers, they're talking about potentially a raid on lifetime, you know, reducing the lifetime allowance further. Um, it seems to me that there's probably you know, literally thousands and thousands of people who might have annual allowance charges they're not aware of that the Treasury could start start having a look at, really. Um, yeah, so I think I think a key message, if you're a high earner, you need to be checking your position. Um, yeah, I think there's that. And there's also, uh, you know, housekeeping things that you can be mm. looking at. And maybe it's fairly obvious, but if, if you've run out of the ability to make meaningful contributions to your pension yourself, maybe think about your spouse. If your spouse isn't actually yeah. maximising what can be paid into pain for themselves maybe give them a helping hand and make sure yeah. make sure that they can actually you know make use of their annuals because at the end of the day if you've got this you know family unit and you're working towards retirement uh, you know husband and wife then it makes sense for both of you to to optimize what you can as far as your pensions are concerned yeah well we've done that i've just done that for another client we've come out at the end of the tax year and he's down to four thousand um but um she's She's got a full 40,000 and a little bit of, we're sort of just mopping up her carry forward as we go along and yeah, he can't pay. So we're paying into, into her pension. It makes total, total sense to get, and especially cause she's sort of just in that little bit between a hundred and 
I think her earnings are about oh, of course, no, yeah, yeah, So, yeah, you know, it's restoring a personal allowance. She's getting 60% tax relief on it. It, it kind of, you know, it's always really effective, isn't it, if you look at yeah, look at spouses yeah. as a unit. Um, I, I had a client that called that area of income the dead zone. Yeah. Where the <laughs> 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 it's really clobbered for tax because they're losing the personal allowance. Yeah, well, it's, so, it's yeah, painful, yeah. isn't it? 60% oh, totally. tax is painful. Totally. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, really painful. Um, so what about... We've obviously got tapered annual allowance. What's 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 the money purchase annual allowance? Is that one and the same? What's the sort of differences you'd pull? Well, out no. There? The funny thing is, you, you, it's a, a good point uh, because it's just something where it can be uh, misconstrued that it's one and the same, and it's mm. it's not. The money purchase uh, annual allowance is where you have accessed your pension funds. So in other words, if you've actually crystallised your pension funds, not just taking the tax-free cash. So if you've actually just broken the seal and taken some of your tax-free cash, as long as you've not actually drawn any income from your pension, then you will not trigger this money purchase uh, annual allowance. Um, But where uh, you have taken any income from your, your pension, you will trigger this uh, money purchase annual allowance and it means that your ability to make further contributions to pension is severely uh, restricted down to the £4,000 per annum and you will not have the availability to use carry forward uh, in Mm. that situation and once you've done it it's done it and it's done and you you cannot restore your annual allowance to its former glory basically. (laughs) Yes yeah I mean it's probably it's it's It'd be a kind of unique set of circumstances, isn't it? Because, I mean, most people, um, if they're getting to the point of taking tax-free, I mean, they're usually in the kind of road to retirement, aren't they? So pension, yeah, making yeah. further contributions. But I think it's certainly something to be aware of, isn't it? No, I, I, it is something. I, I have seen it uh, happen yeah. and, and people have actually done it inadvertently and not realised yeah. the consequence of doing so. So it's just, you know, just be aware of it. Yeah. Uh, uh, make sure that if you are taking anything uh, from your pension, because I, I, I had a client recently saying, All right, okay, I'd, I'd like to access uh, a bit more of my pension or whatever. They've already taken their tax-free cash availability. Uh, probably against my advice I would suggest but they've they've done that and they're maybe looking to access a little bit more but they're still working and I'll say well okay fair enough but bear in mind that this will have a significant impact on your ability to add any more funds to your pension so it's made them kind of stop in their tracks at that stage Um, so yeah yeah Um, anything else you think we should be talking about in terms of this sort of whistle stop tour of Taper Alliance. We're going to put some articles, aren't we, in a couple of case studies alongside the episode. Yeah, it, it, uh, it, it is quite an involved area. There's, mm. there's, um, you know, a lot to be taken into consideration as far as what income is is applicable. Uh, what's the difference between uh, adjusted income and threshold income? Because both are important, um, and also the even. Uh, the broad calculations as far as uh, you know, working out what your uh, annual allowance usage is for a defined benefit scheme. So these are all sorts sorts of things that we can put a little bit more content onto the, yeah. uh, you know, to to help with that. Yeah, and even what threshold um, threshold income uh, means uh, in the context yeah, yeah. of this. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, there's yeah. quite there's quite a lot of anacronyms and jog- jogging around. Oh, I know, this, isn't I know, there? I know. Because we like an anacronym in financial planning, <laughs> don't we? We love it. Absolutely. Um, actually, I'm not sure we love it, but it's it's sort of one of those necessary it's, it's evils, there. isn't it? Yeah. Um, 
All right, good. I think that's 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 uh, really helpful. Thank you, Dougie. Um, just gives us a bit of a flavour for things that people need to be aware of. Um, as ever, I think if you, it's good to get advice. We're always available. If anybody wants to drop us a line, then um, you know, please do feel free. Okay, so that concludes our episode on tapered annual allowance. So we're actually going to have a bit of a change of pace, aren't we, um, in the next episode, and that we're going to start looking at around things uh, around estate planning, transferring wealth, and, and uh, moving into a bit of a different subject ma- subject matter because yeah. we've talked about yeah. retirement for quite a bit now. As always, thank you for listening, and we hope you found it useful. Um, please, as I say, do not hesitate to get in touch with any questions or comments. Never miss an episode. Subscribe to our show if you haven't done so already, and rate us review and reviewers in the app store and please feel free to share as well this snw the pulse podcast is of a general nature and is not a substitute for professional advice no responsibility can be accepted for the consequences of any action taken or refrained from as a result of what is said the views expressed are not necessarily those of the presenter or of smith and williamson or any of its affiliates No reproduction of this podcast may be made in whole or in part for professional or recreational purposes. No action should be taken based on this podcast and we accept no liability if we change your views on any of the subjects mentioned. Smith & Williamson Financial Services Limited, authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority. Copyright Tilney Smith & Williamson Limited.